0: Well, welcome to today's episode of how to live a fantastic life. And today I have an old friend by the name of Kelly Farladeau. Kelly Farladeau is a three times best-selling author and has done amazing things in the speaking world. Kelly, why don't you tell people a little about yourself?
1: Sure. Well, you know, first of all, I want to thank you, Dr. Leica, for having me on the show because uh, you and I, we've actually been friends for a really long time now.
0: Yes. And it started with a choice encounter. I heard about you because of your scars from a little girl. And I thought, maybe we can help you get beyond them.
1: Yeah, I still remember that because I was on my way to Africa. And you sent me an email, literally, I think I was in the airport at the time. And you sent me an email saying, Hey, Kelly, I want to help you with your scars, because I got burned as a two year old to 75% of my body. And originally, I just said, No, no, my scars are fine. I don't need any help and you you convinced me and said hey just come and see me and so it was really awesome because you were able to help me in ways i didn't think were possible and so yeah you know
0: scars are something that people do have and they have emotionally and physically and it's tough to get beyond them but you know, the beautiful thing about science in the world of scars is we've been able to decrease those scars and in many places, return them to normal. And, and this is something that's so revolutionary. People still don't believe it. Even doctors don't believe it.
1: I know. I, I remember, you know, we were taken before and after pictures. And I remember, you know, really having a you know, good look at my scars. And the one scar, um, basically, well, here's what happened. I w- when I was two years old, we were living on a farm. And um, my cousins were throwing shingles on the fire and a spark came out and landed on my dress and I exploded. My mom was 21 at the time. And my mom was absolutely devastated because she wanted to keep me inside to change my diaper, but she decided to let me go outside. And they actually say that that wet diaper saved my life because what happened is it stopped the flame from going even further down my body. And so the one scar that I was talking about, you can tell where the diaper was because the scar goes all the way around my chest or my tummy around into my back. And that scar at one point was about that wide. And it was a dark, dark, dark burgundy. And now after all the laser surgery that you and your team did, that scar is only about that wide. And it's like, it's more like a, a darker pink, but it's amazing. Like it totally worked. And I, I know you really noticed a lot of the difference on my chest because of underneath. I, I remember you saying that it felt like my chest was like concrete.
0: Yeah, it was. And and the thing about that is, you know, scars keep on growing as you get older. And the problem with them is then they even affect your breathing. They affect the way you move. They affect everything about you. And I, I don't even think you realized that that was actually happening.
1: No, I didn't. Um, other than I had one scar on my the top here that was really starting to bother me. And as soon as I got the laser surgery on it, then like the pain went away, which was awesome.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And Tell us a little bit about what what you've started to do with your life. I know it well because you've helped me become a bestseller, but also tell some others about what you've been able to do for others.
1: Cool. Well, you know, I, I never really thought that I would ever be a speaker. I never did. But about 10 years ago, I ended up meeting a girl named Tremaine Hammond. And I had a different business at the time. And Tremaine said to me, Kel, you need to sell that business you're in and be a speaker. And I said, I'm just a burn survivor. So what? And she's like, no, people will be so inspired by your story. Now, what she didn't know is that at that time in my life, we were almost bankrupt. And I was in a toxic marriage. I was thinking about divorce. And, you know, I was just, I was not having a good time in my life. Like my life was just, wasn't feeling good at all. And so I didn't see myself as being an inspirational person, but she did. And so she actually got me and her on an, um, to speak at an event together. And we did like an Ellen show. And I went home that night and I said to, you know, my former husband, I'm going to be a speaker. And he said, well, how are you going to do that? And I, I don't know, but it's going to happen. And so I did end up selling the business. I did end up meeting, divorcing my husband. <laughs> I moved in with my aunt and uncle. And, um, you know, he said to me, you can only leave if you give me the house and the kids. And I was like, oh, but I said, OK, fine. I didn't want the house because I couldn't afford it. And the kids, of course, you know, a mom's not supposed to leave the kids. So I definitely had a lot of guilt feelings about that, but I still saw my kids every day. But, you know, for once, it was also about, you know, putting my dreams first. And the point that I believe that the reason I got burnt was so that I can help other people to love who they are and to go past their scars, whether they're visible scars or invisible scars. That's the big question. A lot of people just think that they should just stay in their spot and that everything's fine or they don't need to do anything about it and I really believe that we go through these challenges in life so that we can learn to help other people and that's exactly what I believe or the reason I believe I got burnt was so that I can help other people to get their message out there and get their story out there and not let their scars hold them back whether they're invisible scars or physical scars
0: Isn't it funny how nature's like that? And some of our biggest devastating things turn into the biggest benefits that we have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, some of our our biggest challenges turn out to be the, the best thing. For example, even with COVID, what happened is I had a bunch of speaking gigs all planned out that I was supposed to be at. And COVID hit and I lost them all. But then what I did is I said, okay, what am I going to do? And I laid on the couch for a week because, of course, I was in a little bit of a depression and didn't know what the heck I was going to do next. I'm a single mom with three kids. And so I just thought, what else? And then that's when I said, okay, let's just coach people to be authors and let's go full time into that. And that's what I did. And I mean, I did your book launch and I did I don't know how many other book launches. I've done a ton of book launches over the past year and a half. And 2020 and 2021 have been my best years ever. And I, it's just such a joy to be able to help people to get their messages out there and make them best-selling authors. I mean, I was it, so excited to give you that phone call and, hey, guess what? We made it.
0: <laughs> isn't it true that anybody can write a book and anybody can become a best-selling author? It, it's really not, it's a, it First, you have to start with wanting it. But right. almost everybody has a message that can get out there, can't Kelly?
1: Absolutely. I totally believe in that. You know, everybody's got a story. It just, 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 it just depends on whether you want to tell it or not, right, and how you want to tell it, right? And that's what I love about your book, right, is all the little stories that are, you know, involved with the 13 golden pearls. You know, it was so fascinating reading your book because you laid it out so simple. Yeah. And made it so impactful.
0: Yeah. And I think that's important that way is anybody can start a book, you know, all they have to do is first of all, put their seat on the chair and write. And you know, what is a book really? It's about 10 to 13 chapters long. Each chapter has about 10 points in it. So if you're really an authority on, on, let's say, bingo, you can really write a a, 10 points on each chapter, you can write 10 points on something you love. If you're a fly fisherman, you can write 10 points uh, on on a chapter and 10 chapters on it. So it really is not that hard. The thing is being motivated to do it. And then of course, editing is very important because not all your thoughts come out crystal clear.
1: That's absolutely right. And you know, in today's age, it's easier than ever to write a book. Like I uh, also encourage people my client is to record it so because a lot of people don't like to write so speak it you know do a video get on zoom with someone and then put otter on and and otter will type everything for you word to word it's like one of the easiest ways to write a book nowadays is just to speak it out and it actually flows better when you do it that way
0: yeah you know and and these things are are a product of of the pandemic you know before the pandemic we really didn't have good tools for this they were starting but the pandemic really crystallized them
1: absolutely you know and we can see the pandemic as a as a horrible thing or we can see it as being full of gifts and i know that that's what it's been for me is it's been a, a major gift for me because it really made me get even more super serious about my business and wanting to impact people and help them and then grab those tools. And the cool thing is most of those tools are free.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, Zoom, you can do a 20 minute podcast for free on. You don't have to even pay anything for it. And then it records it in such a way that you can put it on social media. You can put it in other factors. So it's actually a very simple process to do it. Um, You can also get so much of Otter for free every month as well.
1: That's right. Absolutely. And then, you know, you can go on to Fiverr and you can find an editor there. And they're usually really reasonable. Or you can even connect with your tribe on Facebook or Instagram and say, hey, is there any editors in my group? And yeah. you can do a deal with them. for sure. It,
0: exactly. So the hardest thing about doing it is sitting down and getting motivated. And I I know you help people get motivated with that process through some of your seminars as well.
1: I do. uh, Because the biggest thing is people say to me, I don't know how to start. And so what I do is I give them those tools so that they can get started, because that's the hardest part. Once you've started, then it just flows. And that's what so many of my clients say to me is that once they, they start working with me, Instead of having one book in them, they find out they have like five or 10. And they're like, where did this all come from? And it's all because now I've given them that permission to just get started.
0: And they've had, and you've done several five day challenges as well. Tell us about a five day challenge, Kelly.
1: Yeah, actually, I've done two of them now. And so basically, what it is, is because so many people were telling me I don't know how to start. So we did like a five day challenge on how to get people to get their books started. So we gave them a template. We we did what we call hot or not for their covers or their, for their titles. So what you could do is say, this is my title. And then the whole group would vote on whether they thought it was a hot title or not. And it was awesome because then they got that instant feedback. And so at the end of it, they have a really clear outline of how to write their book and what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And you know, gets them well on their way to getting their book done. Yeah,
0: and I think that's that's really a positive thing, you know, getting it done. Now, why do you need a book, Kelly?
1: Why do you need a book? Oh, my God, there's multiple reasons why. The biggest reason, though, is if you're a coach or a speaker or a podcaster, a book will give you instant credibility. So once you've written that book, People automatically think that you are an authority figure. And then when you become a best-selling author, all of a sudden now your fees go up. You get more clients. You get, like, I get on to bigger stages. People love it that I'm a seven-time best-selling author. Event planners love being able to announce that they have a seven-time best-selling author, multiple TEDx speaker. So it just gives you that credibility that the event planners want and even that your coach, coaching clients want. The other thing it does is let's say you're going after media and you want to get onto a TV show or radio or internet TV, whatever it is, when they know you're a best-selling author, you get put up to the top of the list because they want people that have that credibility. And the other thing, the reason you want to do it is just an additional revenue source. So when I was a, first became a speaker, my speaker coach said, Kel, you need to be an author. And I said, I don't know how to write a book. And she goes, well, the reason you need to be an author is because when people ask you to speak for free, you have a product to sell. And then also, um, when people hear you speak for 20 minutes and they want to learn more about you, then they, you can sell them your book and then they can take that little piece of you home with them. And then the other reason is because to me, your book is your starting point. And that's your starting point to like an online course, to a workshop, to an event, all those other things. And that's where your money is. Your money is in the big ticket stuff that you're doing behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, a book is more like a calling card. It's like a business card, but even better than that. It gives you so much more than just a business
1: card. It is. It's definitely more than just a business card. It is basically your credibility piece that is going to take you places that you would never thought of. And in fact, my one book, So Beautiful, has actually taken me to having a documentary about my life story that aired on TV. And actually, you're in that documentary also.
0: (laughs) That that was a thrill as well, that we were able to help you that way.
1: Yeah, that was awesome, because they actually did a reenactment of me getting laser surgery from you. Yeah,
0: Exactly. And that that was one of the tryingest times for you. I know you've had so it was a very difficult time for you because we were operating, first of all, on your face, which you never wanted to get done.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's, um, it was so cool to be able to do that documentary. And it was based on me sending my book proposal to a broadcaster. And the broadcaster said, We love your story. We want to make a documentary out of it. Can do you want to work with us? And I was like, Absolutely. What an incredible credibility builder piece that I have now, because of that documentary. So it's a best-selling book, and it's a documentary. Yeah,
0: and that that certainly helps you as well as you're doing your other things and helping others. But I know you one of the biggest things you want to do in life is help others, Kelly. Is that not right?
1: I love it, you know, and and actually that's one of the reasons that you contacted me is because I was going to go help the, I did go help the burn survivors in Kenya and also in Ghana. And there was a big gas explosion there and they were looking for, you know, like a hundred people died and then a hundred people got burnt. And so they wanted me and, you know, another friend of mine to come who was a burn survivor also. And actually I brought my daughter to one of the trips also. And so we went around and we spoke to all the burn survivors and the hospitals and the firefighters and the schools and, you know, just to get our message out there and share with them that even though they are different, it doesn't mean that they can't have a life.
0: That's true. And, you know, that's the thing is I think something like this can be devastating, but Remember, it's not what happens to you, it's what you do with what happens. And I think that's Absolutely. the most important thing that people can realize. Yes, burns can be terrible, and some people love to hide behind their burn scars and use that as a crutch, but they don't need to in this day and age.
1: Absolutely. They're, you know, it's really interesting because people will say to me, do you consider yourself disabled? And I say, no, I don't, but there are burn survivors out there that I would consider disabled. because they're not doing they're not seeing their gift in what happened. And so they're just seeing it as something that was horrible, that they can't do anything about. And so I'm really, really happy that I've been able to see the gift in what happened to me. And I'm moving forward with it.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to distinguish yourself from a survivor, as a true survivor. And this is part of your story, but not your whole story.
1: That's right. Well, and look at how many people that um, you've tried to help that were burn survivors that didn't want to get laser surgery, even though it would like improve their range of motion. And,
0: and, and their improve tourism. their life drastically.
1: Exactly. And
0: in fact, one of the burn societies in Canada, when I spoke at, when I was at their event, they said, well, that's not our job. Our job is to help people deal with their discomfort, not, not cure it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's so sad because to me, there's the physical healing, but there's also the, the mental and the emotional healing that goes along with it. And what really got me was that when my scars were getting tighter, like you were saying, I thought, well, what's going to happen 10 years from now?
0: Yeah, and it's Can sad because it, it will inhibit your functioning even more.
1: That's right. And I think that was what was bothering me because I thought, well, what's going to happen then? Yeah, exactly. So, that's what really made me think, OK, I think I need to go for this because I don't know what's going to happen when I'm 60 or 70 years old.
0: Yeah. Well, tell me, uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, Kelly, how can they do so? We're just about at our end here.
1: Yeah. Well, um, the best way to get a hold of me is my website called seven dot com. And I have a free blueprint there, so people can download the blueprint. So it teaches them how to write a book in seven easy steps, or they can also book a 30-minute uh, discovery call with me. So um, yeah, so that's the best way to get in touch with me. And then the events that I'm doing are all on that page, also. So if they want to learn how to be a best-selling author, I've got an event coming up that they're when you know they can get involved in, so that they can get their stories out there in a bigger way.
0: Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you for being our guest today. And we wish you the best of success in the future.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for the honor of being able to be on your show. And also the honor of being able to, you know, get you to the bestseller list. I was so excited to work with you.
0: And it still stays as a bestseller, even though it's been months afterwards.
1: I know. That's right.
0: <laughs> so that's that's the key. Stay well, Kelly. Now you too. Thank you. I know. Bye. Now. Bye. I'm Dr. Ellen Leica. Make sure you go to drellenleica.com. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Laika, L-Y-C-K-A.com. And get a free copy of my book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And subscribe to our podcast on this page so you won't miss a single episode. Every week we have exciting guests to help you have the best life you can.